Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Ask Us series, where the reference librarian shares answers to some of our favorite questions from the past and provides information on topics you've pondered but didn't know who to ask. Now you do. Hello, it's me, JL, your reference librarian. And I guess this one might come with some sort of warning, if not for language, which I will try to keep clean, for the fact that whether you like it or not, I'm going to be singing. What I'm going to be singing is a few examples of sea shanties. Now, if you've been on TikTok lately, or even on YouTube, or if you've played popular video games like Assassin's Creed, you've heard examples of sea shanties. What are sea shanties? They're working songs. These are songs that sailors used to keep in time with the work they were doing. Work on ships was tedious. Think of a ship as a big machine. And each of the parts of those machines, from pulling up the anchor, to unfurling the sails, to turning the sails into the wind, was all done by muscle power. And that kind of muscle power works best when you're doing it in rhythm and unison. And shanties were the way that they did that. How long ago were shanties invented? Most of the shanties we have seem to come from the 18th and 19th century. There have been newer shanties written, but the working shanties were definitely used in this time. This was the height of the Age of Sail. Before that, they did keep in rhythm. Think of the drummer on a galley that they used to keep people rowing in rhythm. Sailors were definitely known to have used chants called heave-hoing before that, too. Heave-hoing being exactly what it sounds like. Heave, ho, heave, ho. You can hear a rhythm there. And if you're pulling on a rope or even pulling on an oar, that rhythm, like the coxman on a rowing shell, will keep that rhythm. So those were there. And the chant could possibly be an origin for the word shanty. Now, is it chanty or shanty? The answer is yes. And what I'm saying is that either pronunciation and any number of spellings are all correct. It does seem that chanty seems to be more American while shanty seems to be more European. But again, either one is considered correct. So I will try to use shanty just because most of the sources that I used for this use that word But if I slip and use chanty, I'm definitely not making a mistake. Now, there were sailor songs, too. We know this. Sailors, like people in any profession, had songs they sang of their profession. A good example of that can be found in Shakespeare's The Tempest. The master, the suaver, the gunner and his mate. That comes from The Tempest, and that is generally set to a nautical tune And it's possible that Shakespeare would have heard that down by the London docks, or he very likely wrote it himself. But that said, it was not by any appearance a working shanty. 
Now, there were non-working shanties, and we'll get into that a little bit later. The actual work songs and shanties started showing up at the height of the Age of Sail. It's important to note, too, that other people who were known to have songs that they used as work songs were enslaved people in the fields. You know, you've all heard the spirituals and the working songs, and yes, some of those did work their way onto ships, and definitely with the people who sung them. If you were a freed black person, a ship was a place where you could find employment, and these black men were often very valued as shantymen. And yes, occasionally slaves did find their way onto ships. They were often put to work on ships with their master getting the pay. But again, many of the men working on ships had been freed. And we have evidence of black men working in many nautical professions, including Crispus Attucks, the first man to be killed in the American Revolution was a free black sailor. And again, these men were very valued, the ones who could sing, as shantymen. In other words, the person who would sing the main part of the shanty while the crews sang the response. Most working shanties were a call and response, with the shantymen singing a verse and the crew singing the response. And this would go on for as long as it took whatever work to be done. Sometimes this meant that it would go on for quite a while, which meant the shantymen had to often improvise verses, add verses about his fellow sailors, add verses about the officers, say dirty things, and so on and so forth. And there were different types of shanties for different tasks. Some ships had specific shanties, and some shantymen had specific shanties, and some of them would often recycle, say, a short haul to a long haul shanty if they didn't know another one, or the crew had stated that they were tired of something, but there were a lot of different ones. And you had short haul shanties. Short haul shanties were for obviously pulling on ropes, usually tasks that weren't going to take more than a few coordinated tugs, such as moving the yard to match the wind, pulling a boat up off the water onto its davit, things like that. So such things as haul on the bullet. Haul on the bullet so early in the morning. Haul on the bullet, the bullet, haul. Haul on the bull and the captain he's a callin'. Haul on the bull and the bull and haul. And this could go on for as long or as short as you needed. If you really had to pull something long, like the halyard, which was used to raise and unfurl the sail, you would use what they called a long haul shanty. Generally, more crew were used on a long haul shanty. And often, people like cabin boys or small sailors would take a high place, and when the petty officer or the shantymen would yell, hang, that particular crewman holding onto the rope would jump to add a little oomph to the other men pulling on the line, which led to such shanties as one called Hanging Johnny. And then, of course, the most famous of all long-haul shanties is blow the man down. 
As I was a-walkin' down Paradise Street to me way, hey, blow the man down, a lovely young damsel I happened to meet. Though give me some time to blow the man down. And blow the man down, by the way, does not have anything to do with the wind, but to knock a man down is with a blow from your fist. In other words, I want to punch that guy. And blow the man down or other such shanties could go on for quite a while. And again, you're adding verses about various crew members or other people that you might want to knock down with blows. You also had shanties for such tasks as pumping or pulling on various windlasses on the ship. And the largest windlass was called the capstan. This was a big drum in the middle of the ship around such things as the anchor chain would be wound. And there was handles off to the side of the capstan, and the men would slowly push around as they went around in a circle, slowly pulling the anchor up. And so capstan shanties were often very slow, and again would be added to, and the most famous of those is, of course, Shenandoah. Oh, Shenandoah, I long to see you and hear your rolling river. Oh, Shenandoah, I long to see you. We're bound away across the wide Missouri. Beautiful song. I've always loved that one. And now when you hear it, you can think of men slowly walking in a circle, singing this song to make the work just a little bit lighter, and thinking maybe about that river. And then you had ceremonial shanties. Ships generally did have ceremonies on board. Everybody, of course, thinks of the typical landsman ceremonies, but the tedium could be broken up by things that were particular to sailors. One thinks about the current naval tradition of crossing the line, where the sailors will throw kind of a welcome party for those new sailors who are crossing the equator for the first time. And a similar one that was often done on sailing ships was called paying off the dead horse. You see, when the ship was in port, the sailor had to find lodgings. They weren't allowed to stay on board. And they would often get an advance on their first month's pay to keep their landlord happy. And so it meant that you would have that advance and your first month on the ship, you were basically working for that money and they called that paying off a dead horse. And so at the end of that first month, they would often have a ceremony called paying off the dead horse. And there was a shanty called the dead horse and they would make a horse's effigy out of an old barrel and they would pull it along the deck, often with a shantyman astride, and throw it overboard to symbolize that they were now working for themselves. Oh, a poor old man came riding by, as we say so, and we know so. Oh, a poor old man came riding by, oh, poor old man. Then 
the horse would be seen floating off the back of the ship and they could think about now the landlord has his money and I can make mine. And a final kind of shanty that is always worth mentioning are what they called foxel shanties or forebiters. Foxel shanties were the shanties that were not sung as work songs, though some of them did have choruses and call and response. And some of them were dirty and some of them were just longing songs for when I return home, maybe that girl I left behind me, or, or the child I hope to see when I get home, or just be on dry land. Remember that some of these ships were at sea for a while. Whaling ships would go for years in what was an extremely dangerous profession. And so you would get a longing for home, and forecastle shanties were often about that. And sometimes they were just lighter sea songs that you would sing. Oh, for a brave and gallant ship, and a fair and favoring breeze, and a bully crew, and a captain too, to carry me o'er the seas. Carry me o'er the seas, me boys, to my true love far away. For I'm taking a trip on a government ship ten thousand miles away. So blow ye winds high ho, or over and I will go. I'll stay no more on air and shore to hear the fiddlers play. I'm off on the bounding main, and I won't be back again. For I'm on the move to my own true love ten thousand miles away. And so the forecastle songs and others are still sung today, maybe not at sea, and in bars and concert halls all through the country, and in places like Nova Scotia, where the sea is still an important part of their life, and other maritime places like New Orleans or New England, and on TikTok and in video games. So I'm going to leave you with another ceremonial shanty. This one was often sung when the ship had put to port, they were pumping her out for the last time, the men were gathering their belongings to take ashore, and the next day they would get paid, and they would be leaving the ship in port for their homes. So I wanted you to think about those men doing that last work and hear this song coming over the forecastle. I thought I heard the old man say, Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Tomorrow ye will get your pay, and it's time for us to leave her. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Oh, leave her, Johnny, leave her. For the voyage is long and the winds don't blow, and it's time for us to leave her. Oh, the wind was foul and the wave, waves ran high. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. She shipped it green and none went by, and it's time for us to leave her. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Visit us in person at your library branch or online at steubenvillelibrary.org. Have a question you want the answer to? Visit the library's website at steubenvillelibrary.org or email the reference department at shapabranch at seolibraries.org. That's S-C-H-I-A-P-P-A-B-R-A-N-C-H at 
S-E-O-L-I-B-R-A-R-I-E-S dot org.